When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 203 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Rowan Malore. Thank you, Rowan. Thank, Thank you, Rowan. I keep having welcome to a new book. It's not that new, I suppose. But today we will be discussing the second half of Chapter 2 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Spinner's End. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to weave your way through the details. <laughs> weave your way like an unbreakable vow. Yes. So before we begin, Meg's Mouse Tales is here, actually here Live in my in house, person. in the Swish Lair, at the table. You, you podcasted at this table maybe No, twice. I've never podcasted at this oh, table. Oh, it was the old table still. This yeah. is the new Welcome table. Welcome to a new table. Thank Hi you. table. It's pretty. And it yeah, tell me what you have going on for the world of Potter. So it has been announced that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child will be coming back to the U.S. and Canada, transfigured to be a one-part play. However, it is going to remain two parts in Australia, Germany, and the U.K. Is this temporary for I the U.S. and Canada? I don't know. That's a lot to... Um, well, I guess I should ask, are the actors the same as when we saw them, or they're changed out? I think right now they're this no i think that they're different because whenever we saw them in new york it was the original cast from the uk that came over to new york for like the first um what yeah the play (laughs) so it says producers announced the play will return to north american stages in a slimmed down newly staged one show experience formally presented as two parts across two separate performances the play will now exist as one condensed theatrical experience. I have 
mixed feelings on this. I am happy that it's one part because I think it will make it accessible to a lot more people. It's going to make it a lot more affordable for people. Um, well, what's the price of a ticket? Yeah, but imagine double that. Like it's. I, but are they jacking the price up? Because I they, don't think so. No. Okay. I don't think so because I, I'm not sure. Like I'm almost positive that it's not that they're just going to literally like mesh it into one super long performance. Like they're literally going to cut things and make it condensed. That's my envisionment of what this is going to be. Interesting. So it's going to be shorter. Yeah. Um, Did they say how long? No. Okay. They didn't. Um, So like, again, like I'm glad that it's going to become more accessible for people, but I'm also really glad and grateful that I got to see it yeah, in I... its original form. Hopefully this is just temporary because I can see in our Discord that people are like sad that they're not going to be able to see it in its entirety how Unless it was originally intended. Travel. Really but like, travel. yeah, but that's when you jack up the price even more, you know? I know. But hopefully it'll be temporary until things calm down. So my first question was, are they going to be releasing the play hard copy like they did the first time for the condensed version? Do you think? Because that's a it's a money grab as well. That's a good point. Probably. Um, and I'm also wondering if like because they're doing this change, I wonder if like this condensed version will then be recorded yeah streamed mm. like is that how they're going to make it accessible to more people so like are they going to put this out on broadway and san francisco and toronto as like a condensed version film it eventually put it out on like a streaming service and then potentially have the plays go back to the two parts after they've like recorded the condensed version that they can put out to more people and that mm-hmm. will be like their compromise of like okay, well, we're going to put out a condensed version so that, like, anybody, like, truly anybody can see it. But then if you want, like, the full Cursed Child experience, then you can go see the two parts, like, in person. I don't know. But, so somebody asked, Emma asked in the Discord, is Australia keeping it two parts? Yes. Yes, they are. The UK is keeping it two parts. Germany is keeping it two parts. I, I don't know if there's any place else that has it i don't think i think it's just those i think it's just those places outside of north america yeah um so yeah i don't know that's kind of my thoughts on it like i wonder if this is going to be like a gateway to them being able to to stream it somehow oh tokyo so yeah i I assume tokyo as well as two parts still i want to know how much they paid though for one they've got to be more not saying, I don't know, it would, because not, it says... not saying it would be as much as, like, both shows. Here's the thing, But I though. feel like they would make it more. But I think that Broadway right now has been closed for so Struggle long bus. that they're... They, I don't know if they would do that to get people in the door. I agree. They just one, want there people are more to come. that are missing it, but they need people to yeah. come and see the show. Right. You're right. I do agree that I think... I think that the i don't know i don't know i mean like the the uk and australia and japan and germany like everybody's been hurt from covid financially and in a lot of ways um but i don't know maybe it's maybe this is just their idea of fast money potentially in their eyes they think that that's what it's going to be i'm just happy these 
these uh, actors and actresses are going to be working again. Well, yeah, that could be great. part of it too. Condensing it is if they don't have enough people to be in the show. Like there's airlines they can that only are have putting so out... many but, like, in the training space too. Correct. And they're like, if you think about like all these airlines, some of them like they can't get people to like man their flights, or like there's people that just can't open because they don't have enough, or employees. even fix their planes. Yeah, yeah, maintenance on planes. I heard. So, and I like don't, I don't know enough about Broadway and all of that stuff to know. Me neither. Because, like, how many of them are back in the city anyways if they left? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and New York was a hot spot. A lot of people just, like, moved on. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. like, it took so long that people just figured it out and they don't really have plans to go back to what their life was before that. And that's a lot of the issues with, like, places needing people to fill positions. You know, it's like, like, my friend is in um, hospitality and she's like, you know, during the pandemic, everybody got laid off and then realized oh, we can make pretty much the same amount of money working less hours than hospitality, so why am I going to go back to hospitality now? You're talking about, like, Disney? Disney or just, like, hotels in general. I mean, like, the hours that they give you in a hotel, whether you're concierge or front desk or HR or anything like that, like, the hours can be outrageous. And some people are salaried, and they're being asked to stay... 12 hours a day and they're not getting compensated for it so now they're like oh well i can work a solid 40 hours actually work 40 hours and make the same amount of money so i'm not going to go back to hospitality yeah and that could be the case with um the show yeah there's a lot of things that go behind the scenes so who knows what those folks were up to for you know the year plus because this doesn't start till november um yeah so it's um they needed jobs it says that it will begin November 16th on Broadway, January 11th in San Francisco, and then Toronto will be next May. Next May? They're not, I don't think they're opening They never, yet. I don't think Toronto ever started. Like, they were about to begin, and then the pandemic hit. So then, like, I don't think they ever debuted. Okay. Well, and I think the country's been on lockdown. Yeah, for a long time. yeah. I think they're just yeah. now, right now. I yeah. think they're now slowly opening up. They're not like America, who's mm-hmm. just like, free for all yeah yeah well let us know um listeners if you are going to check out this new cursed child show um i don't want any spoilers anybody else want spoilers you know i don't care about spoilers i know you don't i want to see it in both versions i do want to see it i'm just curious as well and honestly it would be it's i know it's it's an, it's an investment but it's a good way to support um the arts so. For sure. Yeah. True. Very true. So make sure that you follow us on Spotify by clicking that follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going, and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, trivia games, puff pastry, swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. We couldn't do it without you. Yeah. If you would like to send in your Potter story, any questions, concerns, etc., you can do so to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. That's it. Good job. Thank You're you. here. I know.
I can look you in your look real me eyes. In my <laughs> eyes, not a screen. Take your glasses <laughs> off. Make it authentic. I can't see you. Recap. <laughs> that hit my soul. Okay. Last time we are no longer with the ministers, but we are with Narcissa and Bellatrix. Speeding along Spinner's End, drop by and visit Snape. Um, Narcissa needs his help. But first, Bellatrix has to get it all off her chest why she doesn't trust him. And she's quite demanding for her answers. Mm. Snape's really pretty willing to give him, though. Yeah. So Snape continues to defend himself about not killing Harry. Uh, Narcissa talks about the plan. <laughs> and it turns out that even though that she isn't supposed to talk about it, Snape already knows. So it's cool. Um, but, you know, that doesn't make Bellatrix happy. And she thinks that Draco should be proud. But Narcissa is just scared for him. Don't worry, though. She and Snape are going to, uh, you know, pinky swear that he will protect Draco to the best of his abilities. <laughs> pinky swear. It's the ultimate promise. It is. It's more important than an unbreakable vow. You don't Only mess you with a pinky your thumb and then touch. That's what? a thumb, not a pinky. No, you got to do the pinky. <gasps> oh, that's right. Pinky promise. And then you kiss. Oh, that's so right. Yeah, that's right. The, and then oh, stamp yeah, yeah, yeah. it. You're right. Do this. No. Well, yours have not been authentic. Well, Sorry. Yours are extra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> so um, at this point in their whole conversation, Snape is getting kind of annoyed with Bella tricks. I wrote Bella to be sure. <gasps> it feels weird calling her that. It does. I don't want to do it. It's not right. <sighs> but like he goes on this mini rant and I didn't want to break it up. So I wanted to read it directly. But he's starting to show, like, impatience. Like, he's kind of tired of answering these questions, which I'm sure a lot of other Death Eaters have asked in their heads. Yeah, the Same sure. questions. But he, he gets a little snotty at first with this first sentence. Quote, have you not understood me? It was only Dumbledore's protection that was keeping me out of Azkaban. Do you disagree that murdering his favorite student might have turned him against me, but there was more to it than that. I should remind you that when Potter first arrived at Hogwarts, there were still many stories circulating about him, rumors that he himself was a great dark wizard, which was how he had survived the Dark Lord's attack. Indeed, many of the Dark Lord's followers thought Potter might be a standard around which we could all rally once more. I was curious, I admit, and not at all inclined to murder him the moment he set foot in the castle. And that's something that I always tend to forget, is that yeah. that was a thing. They to, were, like, waiting for him to get sorted. Just, like, see. And, you know, who knows what could have happened if, you know, Slytherin would have helped him on his way to greatness, right? <laughs> no doubt about that. But it could have helped him on his way to greatness in helping Dumbledore, just pointing out not all Slytherins are bad. <laughs> Who are you, Dumbledore? Yes, Miss Slytherin hater over there. I am Dumbledore reincarnate. I just think about like Dumbledore's face and the movie when he was just waiting to find out what Harry was going to be and like the relief when it was Gryffindor. Yeah, and now he, I look back on it and he, I'm like, like hates Slytherins. You prejudice. <laughs> mm. if, if you read the Dumbledore book, like it is a very huge running theme that like Dumbledore does play favorite hello absolutely and he automatically thinks the worst of slytherins it's just true runs deep <sighs> but yeah so like 
literally Death Eaters were waiting to see if he, Harry Potter, was going to be somebody else that they could fawn and worship. He is the chosen one. <laughs> it's just like pictured Snape. Dang it. I just pictured like Snape and Bellatrix and Lucius like literally on their knees like we are not worthy. We are worthy. Oh, but, you know, Snape being Snape, he can't miss an opportunity to bash Harry Potter. So he goes on and tells them that it became apparent quickly that Harry was no extraordinary talent. He fought his way out of tight corners by sheer luck and with more talented friends. He was, quote, mediocre to the last degree. He mediocre. Was... Mediocre clarinet player. <laughs> Is that SpongeBob? Yes. yes. <laughs> Yay! Well, I figured it had to do with Squidward. I'm so, so proud. <laughs> so he's, quote, obnoxious and, quote, self-satisfied like his father before him. And he goes on to tell Bellatrix that he tried to have him thrown out of Hogwarts many a time. Quote, but kill him or allow him to be killed in front of me? I would have been a fool to risk it with Dumbledore close at hand. He's not wrong. Which is also Like, true. even if he truly was just on the bad side, that would have been a dumb move. It's believable. Mm-hmm. Snape's a great liar. You love him and his lies. I can appreciate how good he is at lying. Oh my god, that's so sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> So then we get a glimpse into the story that Snape has been telling Voldemort all these years. Um, Quote, and through all of this, we were supposed to believe Dumbledore had never suspected you, asked Bellatrix. He has no idea of your true allegiance. He trusts you implicitly still. I have played my part well, said Snape, and you overlook Dumbledore's greatest weakness. He has to believe the best of people. I spun him a tale of the deepest remorse when I joined his staff fresh from my Death Eater days, and he embraced me with open arms, though, as I say, never allowing me nearer the dark arts than he could help. Dumbledore has been a great wizard. Oh, yes, he had. Has. For Bellatrix had made a scathing noise. And so part of that is actually true. Right? He said that he was remorseful when he joined the staff. He was fresh from his Death Eater days. I wouldn't say that he was embraced with open arms, right. per se, because Dumbledore literally says, you disgust me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why I <laughs> He did, though. But I wanted to pull from Deathly Hallows. Seven. Book seven. Bingo cards. Okay, so <laughs> in The Prince's Tale, which is where, um, you know, Harry takes the memories from Snape after Snape passes on. And so I wanted to read a little bit from that just so we all remember, because this is in direct correlation with his story, because part of it's true. Part of it is absolutely true. So Harry seemed to fly through shifting shapes and colors until his surroundings solidified again, and he stood on a hilltop, forlorn, cold in the darkness, the wind whistling through branches of few leafless trees. The adult Snape was panting, turning on the spot, his wand gripped tightly in his hand, waiting for something or someone. His fear infected Harry, too, even though he knew that he could not be harmed, and he looked over his shoulder, wondering what it was that Snape was waiting for. Then a blinding, jagged jet of white light flew through the air. 
That's Harry. <laughs> that was a good bell. <laughs> Harry thought of lightning, but Snape had dropped to his knees and his wand had flown out of his hand. Don't kill me. That was not my intention. Any sound of Dumbledore apparating had been drowned out by the sound of the wind in the branches. He stood before Snape with his robes whipping around him fabulously. <laughs> and his face was illuminated from below in a light cast by his wand. Well, Severus, what message does the Dark Lord have for me? And I find that to be interesting as well. Are we communicating through people or are there go-betweens? No, no message. I'm here on my own account. Snape was wringing his hands. He looked a little mad with his straggling black hair flying around him. I, I come with a warning. No, a request, please. Dumbledore flicked his wand. Through leaves and Though leaves and branches still flew through the night air around them, silence fell on the spot where he and Snape faced each other. What request could a Death Eater make of me? The, the prophecy, the prediction. Trelawney. Ah, yes, said Dumbledore. How much did you relay to the Dark Lord? Everything. Everything I heard, said Snape. That is why. It is for that reason. He thinks it means Lily Evans. The prophecy did not refer to a woman, said Dumbledore. It spoke of a boy born at the end of July. You know what I mean. He thinks it means her son. He is going to hunt her down. Kill them all. If she means so much to you, said Dumbledore, surely Lord Voldemort will spare her. Could you not ask for mercy for the mother in exchange for the son? I hate this part. I have. I have asked him. You disgust me, said Dumbledore, and Harry had never heard so much contempt in his voice. Snape seemed to shrink a little. You do not care, then, about the deaths of her husband and child. They can die as long as you have what you want. Snape said nothing, but merely looked up at Dumbledore. Hide them all, then, he croaked. Keep her, them, safe, please. And what will you give me in return, Severus? In, in return, Snape gaped at Dumbledore, and Harry expected him to protest. But after a long moment, he said anything literally gives pretty much everything he doesn't have a life anymore mm -mm. true that's super true he has his life is spy life spy life. Spy, life. Yeah. <laughs> spy kids <laughs> so then i just wanted to remind everybody of that because it's a really important moment because that's when everything moves forward so he's been telling this lie living this double life since that moment so snape then spins a tale for bellatrix about the state of dumbledore and his health the duel with the dark lord last month quote shook him he is shooketh. <laughs> <laughs> and since sustained an injury because his reactions are now slower than they used to be untrue to an extent, he has an injury on his hand, not because of any reaction time. Boyfriend was tempted by the ring. Um, and I don't, honestly, I don't think he was shook by that duel. What do you guys think? No. No, I don't think he was at all. He, he knows, yeah, he knows that he, he can't do anything. Yeah. To, like, he, he knows, knows that the he end. has the, this injury that it's, he's going to be dead anyway. So right. It's just, you know, it's kind of just limited. yeah a good thing for Snape to use in his favor at the, for, to look good to the other side. It okay. fits the narrative. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you all say that because I was going to be like, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tiff. <laughs> um, okay, so quote, but through all these years, he had never stopped trusting Severus Snape, and therein lies my great value to the Dark Lord. So Wait, Bellatrix said that. Snape said this. So oh, it was it was um, after himself. 
Yes. Yeah. Person. So Okay, that's what threw me off. I'm like, in, wait, who just said that? In conclusion, <laughs> through all these years, you know, he has never trust stopped trusting Severus. Me. So, so Bellatrix still kind of is not having it. She appears to be unsure of how she's gonna like attack him verbally next, but there's a silence, so Snake takes advantage of the like the silence, I guess, that's there. And so he again, he turns to Narcissa. Let's get this ball rolling, right? So Narcissa, well, no, I'm sorry. Snape says, now you came to ask me for help, Narcissa. And she has a look of despair on her face because she, I think she truly believes, and we kind of talked about this in the last half of this chapter, but like she truly thinks this is her last chance. Like, this yeah. is her last chance to to try and fix. Well, it is. What would have happened um, at the at the tower if Snape... Snape would have killed Dumbledore. Well, yeah, but, like... I, I... I... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kind of... I feel like the ending... No, no matter yeah. if this had happened or not, the end of this book would have happened the same. Dumbledore never would have injured Draco... He already would have known what was coming because as we hear here, 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 <laughs> he already told Snape. So, yeah. you know, Snape already told Dumbledore. Dumbledore already knows and has asked to have this happen. Yeah. I think that this was just a happy coincidence that that made it look even better to the Death Eaters mm, for him, yeah. for Snape. If anything, this really was this was just a happy coincidence that he was able to to have this define happy. Well, <laughs> like in the conversation, like I don't this part may be a coincidence, but it was always going to be Snape because when right. Snape had the conversation with Dumbledore, he even said that the Dark Lord knows that Draco is going to fail. He's setting him up to fail, and he's setting him up so Snape can end up being the one to kill him because he even has a, in the Deathly Hallows. He's like, are you saying like? you don't need to be here like to, to someone with like the school and he goes he intends to take over the school like so that was that was Voldemort's plan is to oh, have wow. Snape yeah be the one to kill Dumbledore regardless of anything he's just genuinely setting Draco up for fail as because his father failed as punishment so everything she's saying and while she's believing is true that yeah Voldemort doesn't really care about Draco and she's doing this solution. or really her whole family honestly at this well, point yes. yeah. um because this is also a punishment to her, you know, to like have to watch her son fail and be put in such danger and her husband's in jail and who knows what's going to happen. When is he going to get out? So she says that she thinks Snape is the only one who can help her and she has nowhere else to turn because, as I just said, Lucius is in jail. And two large tears fell down her face. So like truly despair like i like that's just a, a good word to describe how she's feeling right now um so the dark lord has this is narcissa talking the dark lord has forbidden me to speak of it her eyes were still closed and he wishes none to know of the plan it is very secret but and snape interjects here and says if he has forbidden it you ought not to speak the dark lord's word is law Ooh, that I makes hate me that, sick but ugh. <laughs> Um, okay, so Snape says the Dark Lord's word is law, which is just like such a 
I mean, it's just gross. It's terrifying. You know, it's yeah, it's terrifying. It's but honestly, it, him saying that again is just buying into the role that he's in right now. You know, I mean, that would be what Bellatrix would want to hear. And Bellatrix is sitting right next to Narcissa. So true. Um, so I think that he's playing because I do think that he feels for Narcissa. And again, we've talked about this. Like, I do feel as if Snape, Narcissa, Lucius, like they are friends. And I think that he would not be talking to Narcissa this way if Bellatrix wasn't sitting next to her. Personally. Hmm. What do you mean? Like, I don't think I don't think he would be as harsh in this moment. Like, oh, you think he would be like. He would he would soft. have more Softer of like an actual conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Okay. So Narcissa gasps from this, like she was <laughs> doused in cold water. I think because she felt like at that moment, like, oh my God, I'm not gonna be able to do anything. And she just kind of probably felt frozen and like, all right, well, like I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Um, but Bellatrix looks satisfied for the first time since coming to Spinner's End. And she goes, there, she said triumphantly to her sister. Even Snape says so. You were told not to talk, so hold your silence. But then Snape says, well, actually, I know the plan. So I know what you're going to talk to me about. Like, I'm one of the few Voldemort has told. Um, do, you think, do you think Voldemort knows about this? I don't think he does. That this happened? Yeah. About I don't think The whole thing so. for the whole duration about the like the about unbreakable the bow, bow. Yeah. so voldemort intends probably so. intent so snape says voldemort probably intends for him to end up doing it anyway right mm -hmm. yes um so do you think that any of them ever said anything i don't bella keeping secrets from her hubs not really I, again hubs. like i think that this is the only like i think narcissa is the only person who bellatrix would do something like that for truth and yeah, I don't think that he knows about this. Interesting. That's my opinion. Okay, at least. Bellatrix, I see you. Anybody feel differently? Does he know? Voldy doesn't know that Narcissa and Bella <laughs> went to Spinner's End that Sunday. <laughs> Who, who's going to know? No one's going to know. It's certainly not Voldy. They're going to know. <laughs> um, so he says that he is in on the secret but if he hadn't been narcissa would have just now been guilty of great treachery to the dark lord um but i don't think narcissa really cares about that she's just relieved to hear that snape knows about this plan and she can talk to him about it mm -hmm. so she says i thought you must know about it he trusts you so severus and bellatrix is pissed and just goes <laughs> you know about the plan you know Snape says, certainly. But what kind of help does Narcissa need? Because if it's persuading Voldemort to change his mind, he says that there is no hope. None at all. Not even a new hope? Oh my god. Definitely not a new hope. Um, and she starts, like, begging Snape, pretty much. Just go, Severus, my son, my only son. Um... And Bellatrix is just indifferent. And I think that this is kind of where we've pulled. I think that this is where we talked about maybe in the Bellatrix Felix files where like, well, if it was Bellatrix's son, absolutely. She would have been like, here, take him. Yeah. Like, 
because here she's just completely indifferent. She says Draco should be proud of this. Mm-hmm. The Dark Lord's granting him a great honor. Um, and I do think that she truly feels that way. Like she does not see this as a punishment. She sees this as an honor. But oh, I for sure. But like we've said, like I do believe it was meant to be a punishment. Like this in Voldemort's mind, this is not an honor for Draco. This is a punishment because of his dad. Yeah. Um, and I will say this for Draco. He isn't shrinking away from his duty. He seems glad of a chance to prove himself, excited at the prospect. And again, I think that that's just a facade to get through it. Or, he we know. Was or he's like, or he's pumped in the moment, thinking this is going to be something. I'm going to redeem pretty, my dad and my family. He's smug. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty smug on the train. And then he realizes that. I think it gets. I him. think it breaks him down. Uh, you know, the necklace didn't work, and he tries to gate crash Slughorn's party, but not really. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and I think he starts to have like a. Like a breakdown, especially, I mean, he's in the bathroom crying with Merle. He's been talking to Merle about it. He knows that he's going to fail, and then he gets scared. Because he doesn't think he has anybody else to go to. So he goes to a ghost. A ghost. A ghost. A ghost. Um, so Narcissa starts to cry, and it's because Draco's 16 and has no idea what is in store for him. And she asks Snape why. Why her son? It's too dangerous. This is vengeance for Lucius's mistake. I know it. And he doesn't say anything to that. And from the book, it says he looked away from the sign of her tears as though they were in a... Wait, that's not what the book says. Did I type it wrong? Though they were not innocent? Or as though they were indecent. That's what I'm supposed to say. As though they were indecent, but he could not... He could not pretend not to hear her. So, do you think this is like... that wrong. Sorry. Click it. Like, he's trying to act like it's a sign of weakness seeing her cry. Like, you should toughen up. Or maybe he has trouble watching people, people cry. cry. I mean, I would, I, if, I don't know. Like, I think it's only human to avert your eyes sometimes. Yeah. Unless you're like on a super, like if super I was, if, if I was like sobbing, would you want to stare at me? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I think that he just genuinely, like, he doesn't have anything to say. What can he say? There's nothing that's going to change yeah. Voldemort's mind. There's nothing that he can really do except say that he will you know probably be the one to do it in the end how would it feel if her if that thought of hers was confirmed that yeah he is punishing lucius because he thinks he's gonna fail yeah 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 i want to say that yeah right um but she pushes and says that's why he's chosen draco isn't it to punish lucius and snape says if draco succeeds He's still not looking at her. He will be honored above all others. So, like Sarah said, like avoiding saying what actually is true. So Narcissa's sobbing. She says he won't succeed. Like, how can he when the Dark Lord himself and Bellatrix gasps at this because <laughs> how dare you insult oh, my dude? Yes. Yeah. Do it. <gasps> she that can't. scared me. And I knew <laughs> She can't like, stand to have anyone talk about her Voldy like that. Her Voldy. Um, and Narcissa even seems to be like, couldn't believe she said that out loud. So she's like, no, I only meant that like nobody has succeeded in conquering Dumbledore. 
she meant it how she uh, it. she did <laughs> and she starts begging snape like you are you always have been draco's favorite teacher you're lucius's old friend i beg you you are the dark lord's favorite his most trusted advisor Ooh. i bet bellatrix was too yes <laughs> i was just thinking that she's probably like Excuse okay me. <laughs> um and she's like will you speak to him and persuade him so snape shuts it down real quick though mm-hmm. because voldemort won't be persuaded um and snape's not dumb enough to try and attempt that i feel like do you think anybody could ever persuade him i mean snape already did ask him once to spare the person he loved so even if like i feel like you can't ask that again didn't didn't voldemort think it would be didn't he think it would be like more prudent to finish all of them off did was that the word he used in his head i think so yeah not good lord that's bad bad lord voldemort (laughs) but snape's not looking to get killed um but he does also confirm Voldemort's super mad with Lucius for screwing up at the ministry. Lucius was the one in charge. He got himself caught along with a ton of other Death Eaters. He didn't retrieve the prophecy. So he says, yes, the Dark Lord is angry. Very angry indeed. So Narcissa's is like overcome now. She's just, she's beyond herself. So she's like, I- I'm right. Draco is chosen for revenge. Voldemort doesn't care if he succeeds or not. Um, he's going to be killed trying. So again, Snape says nothing. And this is when Narcissa totally like loses any restraint she has. Uh, she gets up, grabs Snape by his robes, and she's so close, like she's crying and it's falling onto him. And she's gasping as she talks and says, you could do it. You could do it instead of Draco Severus. You would succeed. Of course you would. And he would reward you beyond all of us. First of all, she just said that nobody has managed to kill Dumbledore. So it's almost like a sentence for Snape's death you think about it yeah but he's the closest one yeah i guess yeah if anyone could i don't know um so snape takes her hands off of him and he says i think voldemort intends for me to do it in the end there you go. if draco were to succeed it would give me an excuse to stay at hogwarts a little longer and fulfill my role as spy so narcissus is like so basically it doesn't matter to voldemort if draco is killed which no, clearly it doesn't. He doesn't care about anybody I was but himself. Say, does it matter to him who if anybody were to get killed? Right. I mean, except Bellatrix is really the only person he ever shows emotion about losing, right. even for a second. But I still think that's very selfish. Mm-hmm. It's in selfish reasons, other than any care. It's because it's a loyal soldier of his that is no more. You know, Delphi's mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Snape does repeat again. Yeah, Voldemort's very angry. Uh, he, meaning Lucius, failed to hear the hear the pro- or no, I'm sorry. Voldemort failed to hear the prophecy. You know as well as I do, Narcissa, that he does not forgive easily. So Narcissa again, she crumbles to her to his feet. She's sobbing on the floor again, saying, "My only son, my only son." And this is where Bellatrix busts in and she says, "You should be proud. If I had sons, I would be glad to give them up to the service of the Dark Lord." And she does just in the form of a daughter um and at this narcissa gives a scream of despair and she's clutching her hair like she's just beyond herself i mean this is i think she's realizing all the repercussions of all the choices she has made down the dark path that she has followed along with are now coming Mm -hmm. at her son and she's like oh maybe i shouldn't have done these things 
this is totally the beginning of them not being mm-hmm. as into this as mm-hmm. they once were. Oh, you but, mean the Malfoy family particularly? That's yeah. not to say that they are at all changed because he mentions in Cursed Child that they didn't like Astoria because she was too, like, basically open-minded for them. Oh, for sure. That's but they're true. they're acting very self-preserving. Maybe at it's this point. maybe it's more so against what Voldemort has done to their family. Yeah, rather than, than like against the, world. the things that he the stood thoughts. for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was that was a bold choice that Narcissa made in the forest, you know, lying to everybody like that. Yeah, because like Lucius, when he's, you know, big man on top, sure, it's easy to make those decisions that I mean, I guess if you're that type of person who's like, I don't care who gets crapped on or whatever, like I'm I'm top. Yeah. So Snape stands up, lifts her up, takes her to the sofa, gives her some more wine. And she tells her, tells, he tells her, that's enough. Listen to me. It might be possible for me to help Draco. And Narcissa, even though she's like super white, she's crying, her eyes are like huge. And she says, Severus, oh Severus, would you help him? Would you look after him? See, he comes to no harm. It's a bold statement to ask of somebody, so, though, in this situation. Yeah. I'm and about to ask an even bolder one. Truth. So she must have not told Draco about this whole thing either because going to Snape he thinks he being Malfoy thinks that Snape's trying to like get the credit it for it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. He, Hinder like, slash... he like freaks out on him mm-hmm. when Harry um overhears their conversation in the classroom outside uh Slughorn's party for sure and he's like I know what you're up to you're just trying to something take the credit i don't know word for word but so they didn't even tell him so snape admits that he can try and narcissa moves suddenly to kneel in front of snape and grabs his hands and asks him if he will swear it will he do the unbreakable vow or an unbreakable vow not there's only one there's many if you want he just repeats unbreakable vow in a question leaving bellatrix replying aren't you listening narcissa oh he'll try i'm sure The usual empty words, the usual slithering out of action. But oh no, the Dark Lord's orders, of course. Uh, So this is basically showing that Bellatrix doesn't believe a thing that he has just said in their entire conversation. Truth. Yeah, Megan. I, like, it has been a minute, like I've said, since I've read this book. And I I really thought Bellatrix was the one that asked for the Unbreakable Vow, because that's a movieism. Oh, it is. Yeah. 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 And I forgot that it was that it was Narcissa. Just an interesting movieism to point out. Um, so yeah. I looked up on the old Google about the unbreakable vow and its incantation is unknown. Um, it was a type of binding magical contract cast between two parties that if broken by either party will result in the imminent death of whoever broke the contract. Um. It says casting two parties must be kneeling or standing opposite each other and clasping each other's right hands. A third party must hold their wand standing close to the pairing hold. Wow. The pair holding hands and place the tip of their wands onto the linked hands acting as the witness. Then the first will ask a certain number of vows to the other, whereupon each time the second accepts a term, a thin stream of fire will be admitted from the witness's wand weaving around 
the hands of the pair taking the vows. Upon the vow being completed, uh, should the one who accepted the terms break any of them, they die. Yeah. Um, I also just like love the visual of this in the movies. Like, I think they did a really great job of like the white flames, like circling their hands as they set the terms. I just really like it. Oh yeah. It's visually very cool. I just remembered something about Draco not knowing. Um, Snape does tell him in that conversation that he made the unbreakable vow because that's when Harry in the bathroom. It was right before Harry left for the borough. No, it was in a classroom, I think. Um, oh, right. And Harry, like, overhears Harry part. overhears it. He goes and tells Ron. That's and right. that's when Fred's left Bodoc would never be the same. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then Ron literally throws a knife at Fred. And Molly yeah. walks in and she's like, stop throwing knives. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse <it>? me? <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, you know, it's Fred and George. She's not so fond of them. That's where Ron goes, well, you die. And Harry's like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the spell itself appears to be fairly advanced as it appears that it is not very often used and not just for obvious reasons or lightly and only in strict manners of confidence. Therefore, it should not be invoked between the underage. However, since Fred and George were noted to be capable of doing it with Ron at y- such young ages, about seven, seven, and five, respectively, it could be argued that the spell isn't that advanced. Um, and then it kind of hmm. goes into like known uses. So I guess use of comma um, made an unbreakable vow with his father. This is in Fantastic Beasts. I had to think about what it's called. Oh, wait, who series. made one? Yusuf, uh, Yusuf Kama. Yeah, um, for real. I remember. He, prom- he promised his father that he would track down and kill the son of Corvus Lestrange in retaliation for taking Yusuf's mother away from them. This vow, however, turned out to be null and void as the child he thought was his intended victim turned out to be someone else entirely, and the person whom he had sworn to kill was already long dead. And then we also know about my friend George trying to... Um, Convince their brother, Ron, to what, make an unbreakable vow. What do you them. think it was for? Doing was, their chores forever? Something dumb. <laughs> Give me your desserts um, for life. <laughs> Give me desserts your desserts for, for life. life. And then we oh see gosh. this one between Narcissa and uh, Snape. Mm. So. You can't break an unbreakable vow. I worked that <laughs> out for myself, thanks. For myself. <laughs> um, I also, like, when I go- was Googling it, people were talking about, like, do you, like, is that, like, an ethical thing? Or, like, should it be legal? Or are they illegal? And they were like, well, it's not one of the three unforgivable curses. It's yeah. not a curse. Yeah. But I think, especially for adults, like, if you're going into it, two consenting adults, like, yeah. Do you think yeah. people do that for, like, wedding vows ever? Oh, for sure. I could see... Um, your blood's more so than not saying that the other ones wouldn't, but anyways, that's an unbreakable vow. They're unbreakable. You die. <laughs> you die. Snape continues to look at Narcissa, who still has tears in her eyes, and says he'll make the vow, suggesting that Bellatrix be the bonder if she consents. Um, Bellatrix is shocked, but Snape kneels, so he and Narcissa are like on the same level. So Bellatrix is astonished, but she pulls her wand out after saying, like, you're going to eat your wand. Um, and she gets closer to the pair, kneeling on the floor, and they start the vow. So I'm going to read from the book what the vow is, what she asks of Snape. So Narcissa spoke. 
Will you, Severus, watch over my son, Draco, as he attempts to fulfill the Dark Lord's wishes? I will, said Snape. A thin tongue of brilliant flame issued from the wand and wound its way around their hands like a red-hot wire. And will you, to the best of your ability, protect him from harm? I will, said Snape. A second tongue of flame shot from the wand and interlinked with the first, making a fine glowing chain. And should it prove necessary, if it seems Draco will fail, whispered Narcissa, Snape's hands twitched within hers, but he did not draw away. Will you carry out the deed that the Dark Lord has ordered (laughs) ordered Draco to perform? There was a moment's silence. Bellatrix watched, her wand upon their clasped hands, her eyes wide. I will, said Snape. Bellatrix's astonished face glowed red in the blaze of a third tongue of flame, which shot from the wand, twisted with the others, and bound itself thickly around their clasped hands like a rope, like a fiery snake. What was the color? Well, they kept saying red. The chain? Wasn't it like fire? It said red hot wire. It was brilliant flame. Hmm. A fine glowing chain. Oh, I thought you said gold at some point. No, you didn't. You said can you only make three demands, or can you make more? Like, can you close loopholes? I I don't know. Like, is there a limit? I don't. The limit does not exist. I don't know. know. And will you do this and this and this? If we knew like the actual terms to use of commas, maybe we would have something to compare to. But we don't really like have anything to compare. Um. Red symbolizes energy, passion, and danger. Ooh. I don't know. It doesn't. Passion, maybe, I could see. What does fire symbolize? Burning. (laughs) (laughs) Pain. Hot. Um, So Snape has not um, agreed... No, I think it's supposed to be now. Has now agreed that if Draco can't do what the plan is that uh, he'll carry it out for him. So we know that Drago has been tasked with killing Dumbledore. So therefore, Snape has agreed in an unbreakable vow to be the one to kill him instead. But he already had that whole conversation with Dumbledore um, where Dumbledore told him that he needs to be the one to kill him. Um, And so it definitely hollows. It's like the very same, like, I don't know if it's like day or night, if I'm being a thousand percent honest, where he, Dumbledore gets the ring, he puts it on, and then he gets Snape um, or like has Snape come to him it's... to help him with his hand because there's now that whole curse and he's like you should have asked for me sooner he's like this isn't um, this isn't like a preventative thing I can't cure it like it's just contained so it's now kind of like now your days are numbered because you did this to yourself you 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 succumbed to your own um, I guess curiosities or for yeah. lack of a better term. Temptations. And Dumbledore was like, yeah, well, we already know like that. I'm kind of like my, I'm on the chopping block anyways with like Draco has that whole, I got to kill you now. And so then they are talking about that whole thing. Your hand is up, Tiffany. Um, so this is also in the prince's tale. Yes. Um, and then this happens. Did they say two weeks before he picked Harry up in at the beginning of six? It was like a couple weeks before. So, but I don't know because if this is on. the same, if this is the same night that uh, the people were talking, the ministers were talking, it sounded like it was only like two or three weeks from when uh, everything happened. Yeah. So Dumbledore knows that because Snape obviously he's told on a him, clock. 
Um, and uh, let me see where he goes. He was like, it's a miracle that you returned here. The ring carried a curse, extraordinary power to contain it is all I, we can hope for. I've trapped the curse in one hand for the time being. And he's like, you have done well, Severus. How long do you think I have? Uh, he says, I cannot tell. Maybe a year. There is no halting such a spell forever. It will spread eventually. It is the curse that strengthens over. It's the sort of curse that strengthens over time. And then Dumbledore smiled. The news that he has less than a year to live seemed a martyr, a matter of little or to no consequence for him or to him. Yeah. It's like, I'm fortunate, extremely fortunate that I have used Severus. If you had summoned me a little earlier, I might have been able to do more by you more time. Did you think that breaking the ring would break the curse? Is it something like that? I was delirious, no doubt. What really matter? What? Re, what? Wow. Well, really, this makes matters much more straightforward. Mm. And he's like, what? and he goes, I prefer I refer to the plan. Lord Voldemort is revolving around me. His plan to have the poor Malfoy boy kill me or it says murder me. Because um, I like Snape sits down. And he says, the Dark Lord does not expect Draco to succeed. This is merely punishment for Lucius's recent failures, a slow torture for Draco's parents while they watch him fail and pay the price. And then Dumbledore goes on to say, in short, the boy has had a death sentence pronounced upon him as surely as I have. Now I should have thought the natural successor to the job more, or now I should have thought the natural successor to the job once Draco fails is yourself. And he says, that, I think, is the Dark Lord's plan. And then he goes to say, Lord Voldemort foresees a moment in the near future when he will not eat a spy at Hogwarts. Then Snape goes, he believes that the school will be soon in his grasp. Yes. And then Dumbledore's like, you're going to help the kids, right? He's like, sure. He gives him a stiff nod. And then (laughs) basically, because he's like, and if, uh, and if it does fall into his grasp, I have your word that you all, you will do all in your power to protect the students of Hogwarts. And he just gives a stiff nod. Um, And he's like, good. Now then your first priority will be to discover what Draco is up to. A frightened teenage boy is in danger to, uh, is a danger to others as well to himself. Offer him help and guidance, guidance. He ought to accept he likes you and it says less much less sense his father has lost favor drago blames me he thinks i have usurped lucius's position he's like all the same i concerned less for myself than for the accidental victims of whatever schemes might occur to the boy ultimately of course there is only one thing to be done if we are to save him from lord voldemort's wrath and then snape's like are you intending to let him kill you he said certainly not you must kill me and Mm. snape's like what long pause you know he says, Excuse would you me? like me to do it now? Said, asks Snape, Jeez. his voice heavy with irony, or would you like a few minutes or moments to compose a epithet? And he's like, oh, not quite, said Dumbledore, smiling. I dare say the moment will present itself in due course, given what has tonight has happened tonight. And he's talking about his hand. We can be sure that it will happen within a year. And then Snape's like, if you don't mind dying, why not let Draco do it? He said, the boy's soul is not yet so damaged. I would not have it ripped apart on my account. And then he's like, and my soul, Dumbledore? You alone know whether it will harm your soul to help an old man avoid pain and humiliation. I ask this one great favor of you, Severus, because death is coming for me as surely as the Chudley Cannons will finish bottom Mm. of this year's league. I confess I should prefer a quick painless exit to the protracted and messy affair it will be if, for instance, Greyback is involved. I hear Voldemort has recruited him or dear Bellatrix who likes to play with her food before she eats it. Yeah. Um, And so like 
he says all this and they're kind of having a stare off. And then at last Snape gave another curt nod. So this all happened before yeah. he, then he thanks him. So this all happened before this happened. Yeah. So really he already was going to kill Dumbledore anyways. Mm-hmm. So like this at least kind of puts like a little cap in his or a little feather in his cap for Bellatrix being like, mm-hmm. I'm loyal to him. Cause I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, otherwise do an unbreakable vow and I will kill Dumbledore because he already told Dumbledore he would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they all know that Draco's going to fail, but I mean, if you're going to fail something, you should probably fail this, you know, don't kill someone. Um, when you first started reading, did, did, uh, did Snape say that he was, like, it was a miracle he got back there? Huh? Is that, at the beginning, did Snape say to Dumbledore it was, like, a miracle that he got back here? Like, not be dead? It's a miracle you managed to return here. So did he put, he, did he put the ring on in the gaunt shack? Probably. Probably picked that sucker up and slid it right on his face and said, "Cause he knew, because he thought it was the resurrection. Well, it is the resurrection stone, but he thought that he could use it that way. Yeah, mm. he was he was so sure that that was, or maybe, hold on. Do you think he only thought it was after he saw the coat of arms? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or do you... Because mm, now I'm thinking about the Horcrux and what it would have done. Or was it literally just he thought that that's how he could use the Resurrection Stone? Or was the Horcrux being like, try me on and you can see your family? Probably you know? Something like that. Right. So did the Horcrux like know it that it was the Resurrection the Stone? <laughs> Maybe. Must. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, thoughts to think. I think the uh, Horcrux can use whatever... It can to because it is soul. trick you, yeah, yeah. No, it's so bizarre to think about. So bizarre to think about. I would love to read Dumbledore Horcrux hunting. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Like from Dumbledore's perspective, like mm-hmm. I would love to read all of these. From well, Dumbledore's yes, perspective. <laughs> I would like to read three everything. Can you give me his whole entire life? <laughs> Give me the the life and lies of Albus Dumbledore, but like the real version. Yes, <laughs> from him. Is that it? Yeah. The end of the chapter. Short. They made their vow. Short. Shocked. Short and sweet. Shocked and, and all. And now Shooker. let's eat ice cream. <laughs> okay, bye. Well. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Give me them questions. Alrighty, uh, let me pull them together. One moment. I love all the seven talk so happy oh wait gosh why am i blanking here okay devito zap <laughs> no <Nope>. zap <laughs> Meg, can you tell you no is it is it brandon's birthday no, no. his birthday's on the fourth of july but happy oh, early so birthday close. happy oh. early birthday happy early birthday brandon prime birthday prime birthday prime birthday prime We'll get ice cream in your honor. <laughs> oh, is it? Maybe. I don't know. Oh. Well, then we're going to have to do this this episode for you, Birthday Prime. Yeah. yeah. For Brandon's and birthdays. Oh, <laughs> yes. I like that. Okay. My sister's best friend's baby's birthday. First birthday is on the third. Cute. My kitty's birthday is on the second. I think this is my grandma's birthday, but I could be lying. Today? 
She's either born today or yesterday. I mean, today or tomorrow. I don't remember. First question comes from Sive. Do you think Dumbledore works so well with Snape and tells him so much because he can relate to losing someone he loves as a result of him going down a dark path? Hmm. Well, first things first. Dumbledore definitely doesn't tell him, like, everything. Everything. Wait, can you repeat the question? (laughs) Did... Wait, I lost it. Uh, Do you think Dumbledore works so well with Snape and tells him so much because he can relate to losing someone he loves as a result of him going down a dark path? I don't think he tells him a lot. I think he tells him need to know. He tells him what he needs to know. Well, first, I think when they're on good terms, yes, they do work well together. But I think that's something that was overlooked by me and a lot of other people is like how big of a rift they had after three. Yeah. Like end of three when Snape is completely unhinged about everything that happened. And then all throughout four, their relationship is crazy strained. But. Having said that, when they are on good terms, yeah, I think that they do work well together. But I think that Snape does get annoyed that everything can't be told to him. Like, the secrets are kept from him, but he can't, in Dumbledore's defense, he can't put all of his eggs in the the basket that goes back and forth to Voldemort. Yeah, makes sense. You know? Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I said. I do feel like they have somewhat of a... I guess you can say bond, though, over the fact that they can relate because they both lost people as a result of not making good choices. Well, truly, who do they they both have? Like, Dumbledore literally has no one except for a brother that he doesn't get along with. Yep. Snape truly is alone. And he's got an annoying teenager with his... uh, Arch nemesis face. Yeah, but then that really confused me. Too. I know. <laughs> I was trying to. I didn't want to say the love of his life because I think that that's it's garbage. Not Infatuation true. of his life. Yeah. So Ooh. Snape is that David meme? I'm obsessed with this. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, Snape fans. Um, yes, okay. Brandon. Next question is from Vinny. The way that the vow was worded was perfect for Snape. It was all about intent and being a Dumbledore spy would always align himself with the intent of protecting Draco. Thoughts? Yeah. I I think it's really lucky the way that Bellatrix worded the unbreakable vow. Bellatrix didn't word it. It Narcissa was Narcissa did. talking. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. I'm I know, right? Movie. movie. Gosh, Megan. <laughs> I know. Well, I yeah, I think that I think the wording was perfect and but I think that he would have been stuck no matter what she said, though. Well, you but know, going into the vow anyways, he was going to kill Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. So pre them even having the conversation, he's already he already knows that by the end of the year that Dumbledore has left. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore's going to be dead by seven, like his hand. And so really, they all have a common goal here. They all want Draco to be successful in the fact of being not not killing Dumbledore. Really, they all want him to, like, at the end of the day, not be the one to do it and still have his soul intact because that's all his mother wants at all. That's all Dumbledore really wants. And Snape is going along with it, too. Like, I, I don't think he wants him. It was an easy yes. I don't think it was an easy yes. 
but for, it was for for the for protecting Draco. Eh, yes, but like at the same time, like he still struggled with being able to do it. Not being able to do it, but like saying yes to it. He can't even verbalize that to Dumbledore. He just nods. Yeah. And he pauses after he's asked when he already has told Dumbledore he's going to kill him. So it's already set in stone. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say it's not set in stone yet. And then so he already told Dumbledore he's going to kill him. And then Narcissus asking this in an unbreakable vow is just sealing his fate and then making it in stone that he is going to be the one to kill Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a thought. It's kind of cool for the relationship with Dumbledore and Snape is that Snape or Dumbledore trusts Snape enough to not have to do an unbreakable, unbreakable vow for something that large. Like he just yeah. trusts him yeah. to do it. He takes him for his word, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I also um, like, you know, the correlation of Dumbledore's kind of getting to pick when he goes and he's telling him like, he's like, I'd rather you do it. It's going to be painless. Most likely. I don't know. Does the, does the killing curse hurt you? I don't know. It seems like, he's I like, think it Sirius says it doesn't. Well, serious. Yeah. Sirius, Sirius didn't get a killing curse. He, he just, does. He does not. In the movie, yes. In the books, he was hit by a red light, and then he fell back into the veil. I'm so confused tonight. And the killing curse is a green light. But he does say, in defense for death itself, he said it was painless. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Dumbledore's getting to choose. He, he already knows he's dying, but now he's kind of getting to choose, like, on his own terms, having serious, not serious, Severus help him. By being you, you're gonna do it. If it was Greyback, he's like it'd be awful because we know how he is. It would be Bellatrix. It'd be even worse, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that he's getting to choose something for himself, even though he kind of screwed himself over by putting that ring on. Yeah. What would have happened if uh, the whole cursed hand thing wasn't a thing, and this conversation happened with them? He think? still would have asked him. He still would have. He he would have let himself be killed by Snape. I think. Mm, I don't or, know. Or if it or, was between, if he was going to die no matter what, like whether it's no, I'm saying he wasn't going to die. I'm not saying that. I'm saying someone's going to kill him, going to die. So whether it's going to be Draco doing it or someone else, he would still have Snape do it. Mm. I think that I think that Voldemort wouldn't have because if. If this happened and he wasn't already dying because of the cursed hand and Draco failed to do it, Draco's going to die. I bet you that he would have, this is exactly what he, he would, would have, have given done. his life. He would have killed, he would have killed Narcissa first, made both Lucius and Draco, sorry, this is really dark, make both of them watch this and then kill Draco and then kill Lucius. Yes. Or maybe killed both of those and then killed Narcissa. He would have killed them one at a time in front of their family. Voldemort, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about them at all. No. And I think that if he wasn't already dying because of the cursed hand, Voldemort or uh, Dumbledore would have let Snape kill him. I wonder if it could have I... been prolonged with time, though. So you're saying that you think that Dumbledore would have said, kill me to save Draco's life? Yes. Oh, I hard disagree. I think that Dumbledore thinks that he is more important to the cause than Draco. But I think and that, at the end of the day, Dumbledore's number one thing is the cause. But think about how he felt having his sister be killed in front of him and he might have been the one to do it. I think that I think that, yes, the, the cause is more life. important. Yes. But who's more important in the long run? The An children. old man that's 150 years old that's going to be dead sooner anyways or a kid that's 16 years old 
that could his whole life could change if he got on a better path interesting i just can't see him caring more about draco's life than see, even harry's see you guys are going a different direction than i'm even thinking i'm thinking snape's gonna find a loophole of some kind because no time was specified when he had to actually perform this so it could have been you know uh oh you know modify the memories of the people who were up there nobody really skilled was at the top of that tower except for him Anyway, you know, I was just thinking that, like, maybe a loophole could have been found. Kate, what do you think? Isn't the whole other, like, big point of it that this seals the deal that Snape is actually on? No, is on the side of Voldemort. Like, to Voldemort, him killing Dumbledore makes it no question that he's not a spy for Dumbledore. He's a spy for Voldemort. I feel like that is the utmost important thing in this situation. So I feel like Snape would have to kill him no matter what. What makes me question to further that what makes me question that like he would have asked Snape to kill him at the end of six is that like he hadn't given Harry all the information he truly wanted to yet. And like, I think that preparing Harry to do what needed to be done would have been most important to Dumbledore. Over. He had months. He knew he was going to die. So why didn't he tell him? Because he I don't know. He had he 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 knew he had a year if that. So why wouldn't Dumbledore tell him? I just really, I, I, I don't know. I don't see Dumbledore being like, yeah, Draco is more important than me. And I, I disagree. I don't think that's even part of it though. I think it's the level of it is higher than that. And it's all about the loyalty and furthering along. It's keeping, it's keeping the the charade going. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's the most important key. Um, it's not caring about Draco. It, or I, anyone. I think I think that if it were to be the case that he would have said, yes, Snape, kill me, it 100% would not have been because he cared about Draco's life. It would have been because he wanted to make sure Snape looked the part. That would have been more important to Dumbledore than Draco's life. I mean, it's possible. I just like after reading that Dumbledore book, and I know that that Dumbledore book's not can book is not canon, <laughs> but like the way that the way that Dumbledore is talked about in that book, and the way that I, it would have been more for the for the for the char- charade of everything that he had going, than to make sure that Draco's innocence was still there or whatever, or like mm-hmm. Draco's. I just. That, to me, is not something that Dumbledore would have thought about. Dumbledore's thinking about the big picture and thinking about... But that's then saying that he doesn't care about any of the students. He only cares about Harry. He doesn't care about the rest of them. Because take away it being Well, he doesn't really care about Harry's life. But... For a while. He does, but, like... It it takes him a while to get there. I mean, like, there was a point where he was like, Harry has to die. It is what it is. Because in the end, the most important thing is defeating Voldemort. Well... That's not really a choice that anybody in this story has any kind of control over because Voldemort made that choice. So nothing that Dumbledore did could have changed that fact at all. Not like he can save his life, you know, time after time after time after time for the rest of time. You know what I mean? I know. Um, Go ahead. No, you go. I agree with what Kara said. She said, I think saving Draco's life was secondary in the moment. He cared, but wasn't his primary motive. So I don't even think he had to worry about that because he's like, well, the way it needs to go is this. So he'll be saved and everything's fine. Like, I don't think he had to focus on anything like other than keeping 
Well, and I what Snape. I was saying was just if if he wasn't already dying. So yeah, in this moment, I think he is because he is going to die. Yeah, and so it's either going to be Draco or Snape, and he's obviously going to choose Snape to do it anyways because yes, he's keeping up with the shroud and all of these things, and I do think he cares about the students. But I think it, it's just a whole different ball game if he wasn't already going to die because he put that thing on his hand. Well, everything is so specific because of Harry Potter. Yeah. You know what I mean? That changes absolutely everything and the way that you have to, like, win a war. You know what I mean? Um, back. Okay. So I'm thinking back to a previous conversation that we've had and we we're wondering, like, what has Snape done, right, as a Death Eater? So it makes me think that Snape did do some Death Eater type things in the way of murder because Draco's soul is pure which, and it makes me feel like their conversation that Snape's might not be. But you could also put that on the fact that he is blaming, is going to blame himself because it kind of is. He did tell Voldemort part of the prophecy that he heard that led to Lily, not, I shouldn't put Lily in quotations, that is her name. <laughs> but like putting her in that position where she and her husband are going to die. So not I'm not disagreeing with I do I I don't know I don't know if, you, if to be initiated you have to murder someone because I, I don't think because Draco is a death eater and he doesn't have to kill someone obviously if they're having that conversation where he doesn't want his soul split whatever. We're not not necessarily just an initiation type I, thing. Yes, and I'm not saying that he hasn't, but I'm saying that I think that has put a huge stain on his soul anyways oh, of having her now selling be dead. someone out to be yes. dead. Yes, I completely agree. Completely agree. Cause that's almost And now we get to look at the kid every single day and being like, I love Jerom and she I'm the part of the reason oh. why she's gone. And I think Sirius had issues with that too, being like thinking of the fact that he cause he they when Harry meets him, he's like, I am to blame. I'm the reason your parents are dead. Yeah. Even though he really isn't, he's going to blame himself because he chose not to be the secret keeper and have it someone else because the whole traitor thing got not traitor, but like he could, a, yeah, so he's taking in their midst. He could have kept things. them alive. Yeah. So it's his fault. Yes. You know, that go, that goes back to Harry believing that Sirius's death was his fault. Yes. Full circle of sadness. I don't know what to believe, friends. Was that the second question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is why we're here. Next question comes from Kara. Do you feel sympathy for Narcissa in her concern for Draco, or do you see it as a risk she should have accounted for due to being in league with Voldemort? If I'm being honest, I have no sympathy for her. Yeah, I don't either. Don't be a racist. I would don't feel, do bad things. I would let's feel hear, sympathy. Let's, let's hear the two sides. I would feel sympathy if later on she changed her ways, but we know for a fact she does not. Mm-hmm. So clearly... So maybe so in the was, moment we would have felt sympathy, but yeah, then like you as time goes on, you're after. like, mm, don't feel sympathy yeah. for you so because I don't. you're a sympathizer with a horrible side. <laughs> as a mother, yes, I feel for her. Um, I don't know if I would call it sympathy, but but just maybe that you understand her pain. That that's like heart wrenching, and. You know, we always try to look and see, well, what are the, what are the reasons behind this? Why is this person this way? Let's get to the root of the problem. Like, she almost didn't have a chance, like, growing up and the things that were brainwashed into her head. And it's like, and that's the thing that she's carrying on. But she had that opportunity later to change her ways and ultimately didn't. So that's why I'm like, no, 
but then like i don't know it's just it that's that's a hard i'm katie it's just hard because (laughs) like at the end of the day she's a human and that's her kid and while that's sad she she it is a product of the environment she's in but so her sister is married to a muggle and has you know what i mean so even after the war, she could have gone the complete different route, get back in like yeah, I said that conversation with her sister and all of these things, but she didn't. Yeah. Well, if I and bring like, if I bring it into real time life, like think about at the at the end of the day, people are people, and they are how they are for reasons, and it's like my view of the death penalty. You can. I can think that you deserve to not walk this earth, but never in a moment will I say, yes, put that person to death because it's literally not my place. Yeah. Don't put me on a jury if you want to get a death conviction. <laughs> they would they would kick you off. For sure. <laughs> That's one thing they ask when they're reviewing. The will, will you vote for I the mean, I agree. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> That's yeah. not... It's nobody's place, in my opinion, to say whether or not somebody should not be on this earth anymore. No matter what you do. You may deserve it, but, you know. So, there's Tiff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is another... I think this is going to be an interesting conversation. Can we have a lighthearted question? (laughs) What's your favorite candy from the movie theater? (laughs) Were we talking about that? This is an interesting question, and there was some chatter going on in the Discord about this. Oh, gosh. Is this the Gryffindor thing? Should Narcissa be a Gryffindor? Vinny Christmas. Vinny asked this. this. Vinny! Tell me why. Vinny, you're grounded. (laughs) So I'm personally, like me personally, I think that she is 100% a true blue or green, rather, Slytherin. I, I mean, sure. She showed bravery doing what she did in the Forbidden Forest, but was it bravery for self-preservation? Yes. Absolutely. Which would make her a Slytherin. Literally was not to do anything except to get to her son. Yes. It had nothing to do with choosing the correct side. It had nothing to do with changing her ways. It had nothing to do with like, oh, yes, I believe that Harry is the right side to follow. It was because probably beginning in this situation here that we talked about tonight, she was pulling away from Voldemort, Voldemort, the person and the following, not the ideas. She believes these ideals. That is not. That is not Gryffindor. And you guys know that I don't like people in my house that are. I don't like anybody in my house. (laughs) But let me tell you, she is a straight up Slytherin. I literally, I don't see Gryffindor at all. Not even a little. I like people were like, what What about a second house would be? Yeah. Well, I don't know if she has one. Like, I just truly believe she is 100% a Slytherin. She fits the bill to a T. I don't think everybody has a secondary house and I don't believe she has one. That's, that's my opinion. Strong opinion. She's a Slytherin. Look at your hand. She's self-preserving. Like them, ma'am. No, calm down. Calm down. She's a Slytherin. Yes. I think she's a Slytherin. I Um, think she's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. (laughs) It runs in the family, but she's loyal to her son and self. 
and sometimes honestly though like like that thing in the forest yeah at surface it can be seen as bravery but that was about what she thought would be ending this this battle ending this war and being able to take her kid and bounce ma'am isn't the first thing she says to him is like where's draco is he still alive is draco alive yeah I think. so she doesn't give a crap and about harry anybody says, else except for her son harry says yes and she like and digs her nails in. think if harry was like i don't know then she'd be like yeah this guy's still breathing like we don't yeah. know and they all trust her enough to believe her because he was laying like you can't see me like this in hagrid's arm and his neck is pulsing right nobody checked they all trusted her. I don't think she values bravery. They got got. Now, Mel in the chat said, in defense of her being a Hufflepuff, she always sends snack packages to Draco. I mean, you know? What? <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a lighthearted yeah, question? Asked, y'all are dark Is Draco tonight. alive? Is he in the castle? He says, yes. And then she goes, he's dead. She pierces him with her nails, right? Yeah, it says her. He felt the hand on his chest contract. Her nails pierced him. Then it was then it was withdrawn. She had sat up. Okay. Give me a nice one. Jackie Weasley asks, what would the punishment be for you for breaking the unbreakable vow? Funny answers only. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> Thank you. God. We and we're going to end it people. on this. Do for others? Yeah. Who, like, who do we do for? <laughs> go for the person on your right. Okay. Like, what would the punishment be if we made an unbreakable vow? No, like, she's going to say what your punishment is. You're going to say hers. She's going to say Sarah's mine. Gonna I'm going to say hers. You're going to eat lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> you know you what would be even worse? Is that every meal she ate tasted like lettuce. Oh! <laughs> Mac and cheese lettuce? Because <laughs> you think about, like, that not funny so answers. like the. Sad. But the the real unbreakable vow was you die. You can't even taste anything. It's true. So you can't just make it like You're one thing. You have to do it like hardcore. That's horrible. You better not break promises. All right, do Katie's. I'm trying to think of one no for more Sarah. cats ever again. Oh, that's. Sad. I was literally gonna say you would never be able to cuddle with a cat ever again. <laughs> That is that is horrid. For, are that you literally cry? made my stomach hurt. Your eyes are glossy. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> that would be awful. That's worse than death. <laughs> worse than death. Oh my god! What would Sarah's punishment be? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Awkward silence. I know. If anyone has a suggestion, I'm Somebody thinking, put but... music in, Beth. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to live if I couldn't read. Like, if you mean read books, that's a different thing. What if, what if you would never of, be able to buy anything on Etsy ever again? Good no. fart again. Oh my God. <laughs> Sarah would never be able to know the ending to any story. Oh, you can't spoil <laughs> anything. Read, like the end of any book. Is that you yeah, mean? you'd never know the conclusion. <gasps> <laughs> that would be the worst. <laughs> That's so That's bad. That's awful. I think for Tiffany, it would be like everything would be like flavorless. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Tip. Really sad. You know yeah. I enjoy flavor. You'd have a pot roast that just tasted like mush. Like everything's bland. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you put on it, it's yeah. just always bland. <laughs> it's on my face with that steak tonight. I'm so happy. Oh, oh right. man. <laughs> 
we doing anymore? Or is that it? That is it. Because we have we have some ice cream time. <laughs> I know. Ice cream time. I'm gonna be eating ice cream like Rachel from Friends on a Bad Day. Ooh, Caitlin had a good one for you, Sarah. She, Sarah could never change her hairstyle or color ever. Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> I don't color my hair; I bleach it, so it's like totally different. Oh my god. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Caitlin also said Sarah can never listen to another sad song and Tiff has to listen to Baby Shark for the rest of her life. That would be <laughs> horrid. Shark do 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 baby shark do Also, do, Sam do, do, said do, do. no bed for you. You love your what, bed. What would I sleep on, though? A futon. Oh. <laughs> futon, the floor. Does anybody have a bingo? Yeah, gosh, I feel like we did a lot of like, like heavy hitters. a long time. Oh my gosh! Wait, is there Kendra? Do you have one? Kendra, send it. Did you just get one? Send it. Is Kendra's? Give me the bingo what house. <sighs> Slytherin. Get out! That's gonna wreck my <laughs> flow. <sighs> well, how many points is that? 50? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, fifty. Bogus. Send a picture. Send a picture. Don't. We have to confirm it. Don't. I mean, I I don't tone it, but I do have them tone it. But you know, it's all right. I could figure out how to go around that without <laughs> using color. Is All right. Bingo or no? Are we? We need to confirm it so that we can award the house cut. Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> yep. As Mia says. Mia, I just want you to know that some I still get scared that I'm gonna pronounce your name incorrectly like I did for many, many, many what did months. You call her? Maya. Oh. And she was like, no, it's oh. Mia. Maybe because that doesn't look like the Maya I know. Mia. Like spelling wise. I just don't want to misrepresent. Boo. There it is. Ice cream Hamilton, my wife. Who said my wife? Vinny did. But does it count if it's in the chat? I feel like in the past we have said it does not. We have to be the ones that say it. That is oh, true. Yeah. But the my wife thing, like that is of anything. It's a Discord but, thing. But, so does that count? But we have said it. Yes. <gasps> I said he's grounded tonight. That's on there. Not on that particular oh, one. It's oh, it's the gif of it. Of so it. it does count. Okay. Oh, okay. You slut. From the boxes. prefix. All right, give All that right. 50 points. Hamilton? I didn't. Did we mention Hamilton? Oh, oh, did we mention it because we said something about streaming Cursed Child? I don't think so. Like I Hamilton? Say, I, I just know Hamilton personally I didn't say anything. Are there? Oh, someone mentioned Hamilton in the chat. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh. Take that back. <laughs> also, how do you have so many points? Yeah, what the heck, Slytherins? I was working my tail off. So were my little lions in here. Sheesh. Huh? Sheesh. I huh? literally didn't do anything. Bogus. Who's in there doing that stuff? Well, congrats. Well, Slytherin. even without the either 50 way, they yeah, still either way. a bunch of snakes. <laughs> but yeah, for future reference, we gotta mention it to be crossed off on the thing. Unless it's a gift thing. Katie, I worked really hard for you. You all, all my lions, you did a great job in the chat tonight. I appreciate you. I love you. You are seen. <laughs> and if we roll through this, we could get ice cream. So start reading. All right. 
fan story. This week comes from Andy Woods from March of 2020. Hello, ladies of Swish and Flick. I hope you're having a wonderful start to your week. My name is Andy, and I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I started listening in February last year on my way down from Michigan to Florida. I listened nonstop during my driving shifts, and it's I think it's what finally convinced my husband to stop and do a mini day trip to Universal on our way back home. Listening to you share Potter stories at the end of each episode is my favorite part. I love this community, so I'm very excited to share mine. I was pretty young when the first book came out, but when I was in elementary school, I got to see the first two movies in theater, in the theaters, and I was hooked. One of my earliest memories of being obsessed with Harry Potter was when my girl, sc- girl scout troop had a field trip to a TV studio to make a group video about our best friends. We were instructed to draw a picture of our best friend and explain why they were important to us. While most girls in my troop in my troop drew pictures of their dogs or classmates i proudly marched up for my turn on the camera with a drawing of the wizard himself and told everyone how he was the greatest best friend you could ever have i lost touch with the series as i got into middle school and started to hide things about myself that might make other kids bully me more luckily in high school i had an awesome friend that brought me to the deathly hollows part two movie with her i sobbed the entire time and quickly jumped back into potter I binged all the available movies in one weekend, but didn't finish reading books four through seven until I found your podcast. I can't thank you enough for inspiring me to finally finish the books. I can't imagine my life without the full story now. As an adult, Potter is my my way to escape the worries of the real world and believe in the magic when I need it most. Order, Order of the Phoenix has become my favorite book as an adult, as I can really relate to the anxiety Harry, Harry feels throughout the story. Sometimes our toughest battles are within ourselves, and having the Potter series and a community that loves it as much as I do is really comforting. I'm a proud Hufflepuff, yeah, and my Ilvermorny house is Puckwudgie. My wand is silver limewood with a unicorn hair core, and my Patronus is a Tonkinese cat. I'm married to a super awesome and supportive Gryffindor husband who let me sort him immediately after we started dating and agreed to go to Universal for a honeymoon. He's definitely not a Potterhead, but he watches the movies with me from time to time and asks questions. He actually beat me by one point in Harry Potter trivia once, and he won't let me live it down. <laughs> Thank you all for creating this podcast and the community that formed from it. Listening to you ladies and reading posts in the Facebook group is, is sincerely some of the best parts of my week. Thanks for reading my Potter story, and thank you for reading all the others I've heard. I love that Harry has brought us all together. I love that. that nice story that's awesome that he's agreeing to go to universal for your honeymoon yeah that's pretty cool because i've read some things that people are just like they like stop their spouse or significant other from doing the things they love and that's not okay no 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 also this is a really great representation of how like a lot of kids do change things about themselves that they truly love because they don't want to get bullied mm-hmm. and you don't need to do that i know it's hard because kids can be really mean. People can be really mean. But I'm proud of you for coming out of it. Being part of our community. Because we're about love. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I feel like being a kid is is so difficult. Because you want to be just like everybody else. But it's really the the individuality that you have. That is just perfect. Yep. So as hard as it is. Just try and be yourself. Yes. No shame. And what you like. So thank you, Andy, for sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Um, I took pictures of two jokes for the time I'm that we will be recording. I'm, so proud of you. <laughs> I'm really excited because I picked them. I was like, Meg, do you want to pick them? She's like, yes. And oh this one made me truly capital LOL. Okay. So 
All right. Sarah doesn't do that. Huh? <laughs> you don't LOL. What is the most powerful candy in the wizarding world? I don't know. Cornelius Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Doesn't get stuff done, but uh, okay. I know. <laughs> oh my god. That's all I got. Oh, it's me. Sorry. <laughs> Make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> what? Instagram. <laughs> Twitter, Scram. Instagram, uh, TikTok, and what's that streaming? Twitch. Twitch. Are <laughs> you okay? The, the Petrus family. And since Katie and I are in town, we are going to... Go, hang out with Tiff and figure out streaming. Oh yeah, we're gonna take time. I brought the stuff home so that we can like figure it out. Yeah, Tiffany's on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at TiffSwish underscore Flick, and Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. But who's on Instagram? All of us. <laughs> All of us are. <laughs> Tiffany, What's what up? are you doing? I'm hanging out with friends. Um, I know we went to Target together. We did. Uh, Lady Supreme had her third birthday, and that was great. She had a Minnie Mouse party. It was a pool party. Um, she's in full teenager mode, so that's fun. Yes, and I've just been honestly like cleaning my house lately, like throwing stuff away, organizing things. Uh, I've got bags to donate, um, like like blankets. Like I have so many blankets and like old towels that are still good that I know like um, animal shelters like to ask for. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that. Uh, bought Mario Golf today and we played a little bit of that upstairs. It is so much fun. If you liked um, Mario Golf on the uh, 64, you're going to really like it on Switch because it's it's similar, but it's really also very different. And one of the best features is sometimes you know, like you don't have time to play like nine or play eighteen. Like you could do a, a quick um, three, which is really cool. So it's like speed golf. I'd never really played it happy. before. Makes me really happy. And but yeah. it was fun. What else have I been doing? I don't know. I feel like. I want to read, I want to, um, I haven't read since the airplane to Florida, my, um, court of mist and fury. It's like every time I look at Marty, I'm like, have I eaten that? Do I like that? Mm. You're my person. Sauce is my person. Um, so yeah. I want to dive back into that. And that's kind of all I've been doing. Trying to come off that Disney high, which is really hard to do. So. It's the hardest. It really is. It really is. Especially when, like, stuff opened up. There's fireworks tonight <gasps> for the first time in forever. I told Meg we in had to change hours. our flight, but so. we're still here. It's okay. <laughs> I'll be okay. Mm. But that's all I've been doing. We would have been like, can't record tonight. Fireworks, please. <laughs> um, well, Katie and I are in Cleveland, so we traveled. So that was fun. 
also I built a droid <laughs> because when Sarah and Tiffany built theirs, it looked like a lot of fun. And yeah, I bought rainbow pieces for my R2 and I named him R2 Gay2. And <laughs> the nice. lady who like helped me build him was seriously in love with him like so much. She was really, really into it. And she taught me a lot of other things that they can do than like what we learned whenever Sarah and Tiffany built theirs. So that's cool. There's like an app and you can like do dance parties and he can play tic-tac-toe with you and you can drive him with your phone if you like lose the remote, which is cool. So, um, so that was a lot of fun. And yeah, we were hanging out in Cleveland, getting a lot of good food, getting coffee, getting ice cream. Mm -hmm. And Marty cooked me a steak today and it was amazing. That was pretty oh yeah and i'm did. still really full but i'm gonna eat ice cream <laughs> anyway <laughs> what is that saying if you don't have room for ice cream <laughs> then you're weak you're then weak. you're weak and natural selection is coming for you <laughs> um doing a lot of same stuff as meg yeah just hanging in ohio and seeing people and it's awesome because i miss people and now i can like hug people and hang out which is really cool not be all anxious about it which is really getting nice. vaccinated does for us yeah mm. um yeah i tried a shanti workout for the first time this morning <laughs> and i don't know if i'll be doing that again <laughs> <laughs> extra i'm telling um, you in life and in his workouts love him yeah but tiff is nice and letting me borrow some of her extra weights while i'm here so i didn't have to travel with them but i didn't yeah. have them today so i had to do something else and Yep, that was something. Um, I'm finishing up. Not finishing up. I need to finish Addie LaRue. And then I'm going to start this corner some, court of something and something that these people are talking about all the I time. I thought you really? called it yeah. corn. I did at first because oh, okay. my mouth doesn't know how to make words. Um, but yeah. What's up, Sarah? Yeah, we brought the first one for her. Yeah. Um, I'm As usual, I've done nothing. I actually haven't finished a book. Um, Since when? Before Florida. I can't remember. The last book I read was that one uh, was a love, like a romance, which is all right. Oh, maybe it was after Florida. I don't know. It was all right. Um, and then I bought a lot of books that, you know, are just adding to my <laughs> TBR list that is piling up literally on my dresser. It's the Yellow Mo Library. Um, but I like went, there's a, uh, online bookshop it's called bookshop.org um that my sister gave me a gift card to um that i bought some books i'm actually really excited about them so i think i bought book a song of achilles and someone just on instagram was like you mm -hmm. need to read that and i was like i think i bought it did you finish wait you're still reading that one right or something with achilles what do you read? What were you reading? Oh, on the plane? I was reading. So it's it's um very much a like adult book, mm -hmm. like spicy, sexy scenes, you know, um, sexy, sexy time. It's a touch of darkness, so it's like a Hades and Persephone like retelling kind of thing. And there's currently three books out um, that are in Persephone's like it's her point of view, and then there's like Hades has his own books, and then there's like a fourth book coming out. Um, so I read the first two. It's a touch of 
darkness and then i think a touch of ruin and then the third one's a touch of malice i am reading it it's just taking me a while um but i bought a song of achilles cemetery boys and then made the best man win i'm really excited about that one um so it's like bookshop.org and so like you buy like books from it and they give money back to like small like independent bookstores um and you can even pick which bookstores like they go to like where the money is so i think like from my purchase like 13 dollars went back to that's super cool i mean if you're gonna spend it anyway on something you want to buy why not well then there's me that like whenever i get a a gift card somewhere um i don't know what to spend it on so like someone last year two years ago got me a sephora gift card um that i still have and then jen got me (laughs) one for this birthday so i have like a hundred dollars to sephora and i buy things from there so i don't know why i haven't used it I also have a gift card to Amazon, which I keep forgetting about. Um, I've heard really, really good things about the book One Last Stop. I just want to throw that out there. Well, she, the author, I don't know if that's their pronouns. The the author of that wrote. Red, um, white, and royal blue. Yes. And so like it's on my list, but I literally have bought like a million books because I bought those three. And then we went to books a million and I bought two sciencey books. So like one's about the body farm and that's in, um, Tennessee, which I guess started reading and then I started rereading another book. So um which is fascinating if you've never heard about it. It's like a farm in Tennessee where um it's like for scientific like research and like forensic research where people can donate their bodies to it and so they can see it like helps scientists and forensic forensic scientists figure out like how bodies decompose and how like they can tell if they've been moved and like different things like affect a body decaying all of these things which i find fascinating so sorry if you're grossed out and then Kara got to go did you she (gasps) said that uh she got to go during a law school trip yeah so um i've i've heard about it before and then i saw this book because i was looking for a book a specific book about like kind of dying with dignity and like that kind of whole thing um and it wasn't it books a million as far as i could tell so then i had to go to barnes and noble books a million's a mess at least ours is there's no non-fiction section none none it's just everywhere and then at the very front of the store they have like they had like a very i shouldn't say none because they did have a very small brand new non-fiction and then they had a section which was like things that are about to be going on tv and they're like there was a fiction section and then a non-fiction section um and Jurassic Park was in the nonfiction section, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that that's not true. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting time. But that's all I've done lately is buy books that I am just adding on my thing. But then I started rereading A Court of Silver Flames because I'm a sucker. That to be red pile. Yeah. And it looks like I just posted my picture from June of what I read. It looks like I read one book because my aunt has. They both die at the end. Which I guess is turning into a show. My mom bought that book to read. How long can you put? Oh, well, I guess you could do other people's stories with that concept. Yeah. Okay. Well, and that's kind of how the book is. Like, it's not, it's like that. Those are the two main people. Um, what are their names? Rufus. And I, of course, I love the book and now I can't remember their names. It's okay. Uh, Mateo and Rufus are like the two main characters, but they also talk about a couple of other people, like, while it's like, it's from their point of view, little chapters. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a really good book in case anyone cares. She cried really hard though, so yeah. <laughs> also, my thyroid was is is still, I'm sure, not right. So that probably could have added to me sobbing to the point where my mom was like, "You look like 
not great. Like someone you actually know. Yeah. She's like, you, my sister's like, you look like someone died. And I was like, because they did. They, did. <laughs> they might be fictional, um, but it happened. But yeah. It's always, if you want to give me a book recommendation, I'm open to it. Adding to my never ending <laughs> to be read list. Awesome. Okay. No. no. <laughs> Are you here? You sent me the website no. and she went, oh no, and then typed it in Google. I did. I was like, <laughs> oh, that sounds really cool. Thebookshop.org. Yeah. I'm I'm super excited. My book shipped. The one, um, I think Steph Brenner read the one, Cemetery Boys. And then obviously yeah, a bunch of people have been telling me to read um Song of Achilles. And I was like, well, I don't know. Is that did the, you is that similar to sorry, is that similar to what you're reading now? That one? Is that the same? It's series? not the same. No. 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 It's like a totally separate thing. Because I, I see, just... I see that book everywhere. Um, did you read Fangirl and like Carry On and Wayward Son and those yet? No, I have Fangirl on my <laughs> Kindle. No, it's on my dresser. Well, I, well, I moved it off my dresser and put it on my. Dresser. I loved um, Fangirl. I'm excited for this. It's very book light that read. Yeah, I see Song of Achilles everywhere. Look at that. That one of the main searches was does so, Song of Achilles have a happy ending? Uh, Spoilers on the internet. That's why I don't Google so, books. I'm so excited for this because it seems like such a good concept. So it's May the Best Man Win. So it's Jeremy Harkis, a cheer captain and student body president, won't let coming out as trans as a transgender boy ruin his senior year. Instead of bowing to the bigots and the outdated uh, school administration Jeremy decides to take make some noise and how better than by challenging his all-star ex-boyfriend Lucas for the title of homecoming king <laughs> Lucas Rivers football star and head of the homecoming committee is just trying to find order in his life after his older brother's funeral mm-hmm. and the loss of his long-term girlfriend who turned out to be a boy but when Jeremy threatens to break his heart and steal his crown Lucas kickstarts a plot to sabotage Jeremy's cur- campaign when both boys take their rivalry, rivalry too far, the dance is on the verge of being canceled. To save homecoming, we'll have to face the hurt they were both hiding and the lingering butterflies that can't deny. Hey. Love me a good YA book. Honestly. You know, sometimes I do, and then <laughs> there's sometimes we're like... It's too much. I, I just am like, just say the word, because they had an obscene gesture. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> or like they curse, say the word, which is why I really like A Court of Thorns and Roses. Yeah, he doesn't shy Sorry. away. Yeah, are you playing footsie with me? I am actually. I've missed it so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lots of books to be read, my friends. Lots of books. Well, that's that's it. This is for Brandon's and birthdays. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! <laughs> also, the Reese's shapes far better than any cup. Superior. Fight me. Fight. Yeah. I'm <laughs> muted. Hello. Hello. We're in the same room. The same. No weird delays, unless they're natural. <laughs> <laughs> early enough to get honey hot. <laughs> because Rush doesn't do LOLs. I don't. <laughs> oh, we could. We could. We're never getting ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
We, it is early in the night. It could actually happen. We're actually starting at a decent Have time. you had Honey Hut since you've been back? I know no. it's been like two seconds, but. No. no. We just got coffee at Metropolitan. Hi, do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior Voldemort? <laughs>